Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the third episode of the No Words Barred podcast. This is your host, Mo. I am joined by my great esteemed co-host, Chris Mack, over in ATL, via Zencaster. How are you doing, bro? Mo, what's going on, man? I am doing well. Um, I'm enjoying today. Uh, wonderful week that we're having here, even though it's been storming a lot lately over here, too. Uh, but it's been cool, man. I've been good, man. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. I can't really complain. Uh, the weather has been beautiful over here. Uh, pollen may have been uh, messing me up for a while, but it seems to have gone mm-hmm. down recently. But um, but yeah. overall, it's been it's been great, man. I, I I've loved the fact that I've been able to go back to my bike riding again. Uh, that that's you know I I need to start running again. Um, since doing a ten k next month. Um, so I need to get back on that stuff, but it's just overall, it's just been beautiful around here, man. And, uh, happy single de Mayo. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Happy single de Mayo to you too, man. Um, it probably more than likely won't be single de Mayo when, you know, when this episode arrives for no. our listeners here, but, uh, but right. yeah, man, it's, it's, it's been, um, it's been good. Uh, it's been crazy. You know, um, my wizards are phenomenal right now. Like, uh, they're, they're playing a lot of winning basketball, like Russell Westbrook's turned this team around and, you know, hopefully we could get the knife spot, you know, I, you know, as much as I really would love to get to that seven, eighth bar to play in. So we can only play one game. It might be out of reach by that point. It's only like six, seven games left, but if we could just take that eight, um, that knife spot away from the Pacers, we're in a safe running and we can, um, go and win, um, Go and beat them, and um and and going in them beat whoever's uh yeah you know trying to get to that um AC you know whoever's losing that um seven eighth matchup so yeah so I'm happy for that you know Russell Westbrook's awesome the Bradley Beal's awesome Arul Neto's awesome Scott Brooks I still don't trust him but you know. <laughs> He, he's doing he's doing what he can because you know he, he's squeezing as much as he can out the roster, but it's really just Russell Westbrook carrying everything. And your Islanders are doing all right too, man. So you know you know we, we our teams are doing, getting the chance getting the playoffs. I can't see the same about the Bulls, but yeah, there's always next year, man. <laughs> yeah, you know the Bulls. We kind of got the short end of the stick with the whole Zach Levine and COVID situation, and yeah, um, you can't. I mean, eleven games. You miss eleven games. That's a that's big. You know, we can't, there's no way that we can make up the ground to try to be part of any of the playing games. But I am very, very, very hopeful for you guys. Um, I think y'all could easily uh, overtake the Pacers. Uh, they're not in the greatest uh, conditions right now. And they haven't been all season, you know. Yeah. You know, and that's. And that's another different story by itself. I remember seeing an article about the the turmoil behind the scenes of um, what's going on with the Pacers. Uh, but like I said, Bulls, you know, it's I'm not I'm not sad because of the fact that I know that if Zach was healthy, we would have I could have said we would have won half of the games that we wound up losing, um, and, and it probably would be you know a little bit of a a little bit of a crunch, you know, for us to get in there, um, but. It is what it is, you know. It, I this season wasn't a bad season. I think we had a good vision of what we want to do ahead, and it's all right. Like 
I'm enjoying the NBA playoffs as it is. You know, it's there's a lot of lot of good stuff to like and look forward to. So on and and, and you mentioned Russ. Man, uh this guy is just on another level. He is just on another level right now. I love seeing it. Um, it's nothing that I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't, you know, didn't already think that he was capable of doing. But like it's amazing. What is it? This is fourth season in a row averaging a triple double. Like that's uh, uh, he did average it with Houston. He he put up closer close to triple double numbers, but this is going to be his fourth in five years. Fourth and five years. Sure. Okay. Fourth and five years averaging a triple double. That's it's insane. It that is insane. And you know, it's one of those things where, you know, as the treatment like LeBron gets, you know, once you know, the, these guys, they do so much great things so often that you almost kind of take these for granted. And, you know, when they keep on doing these spectacular things, it's almost like, all right, okay, you know, this is typical. This is nothing surprising. But because of the fact that it's maybe nothing surprising, doesn't take away the fact that you can't enjoy it and and and, and celebrate it for what it is, because this is just not stuff that you see every day. You know, every, every day. Uh, I know yeah. for our generation, you know, this is, you know, what Westbrook is doing. This is amazing. Like, this is, hasn't been done since Oscar Robinson. And that, like, my father's generation. So um, it, this is it's pretty remarkable to see. And it's, a, and it's a very great sight to see. And I'm happy for him. Um, and I know everybody wants to get on him because of the fact that, um you know, his teams don't necessarily go far deep in the playoffs. Obviously, he hasn't won a ring. Um, but, man, like, how could you not love that? Like, that's – you want a guy on your team that wants to do everything possible to help you get that win. And, yes, you know, a lot of people may look at it like, oh, he's just, you know, padding stats. But, dude, like, I would rather a guy on my team Busting his ass, doing the stuff that he does night in and night out yep. to make sure that my mm-hmm. team, as the leader, because he is the leader of the team, as the leader, that's who I, I want that guy. I want that guy on my team fighting with me in the trenches. And how could you not want to, you know, ride side by side with him? So it is kudos, kudos to Westbrook, kudos to the Wizards. Um, I know you guys. <laughs> Y'all guys have dealt with enough BS over the few years, past few years, with whether it's management or John Wall or what his injuries or, or whatever. Um, but it's it's good to see. It's good to see, you know, league wise, and you know, especially even with you know with the Knicks, what they're doing. Uh, you know, as much as I, I joke and stuff about them, that that fan base, they are. I, I don't. I think you could arguably say that the Knicks fan base is the loyal fan, most loyal fan base in, in sports. Um, and, oh, for sure. and, and I, and I know it's, I say arguably because there's other, there's other teams and other leagues that they haven't won titles or, you know, or went or going through a very long title drought, um, stuff like that. Um, but man, like, to handle all of those punches that they 
they handle almost every year. Um, even if it's, you know, it's not the fans' fault, really. It's, we all know it's the ownership and Dolan in them, but uh, it's, and I know that the NBA, the NBA is loving this because, of course, why would the NBA not want their marquee team? And I know everybody like, well, the Lakers and Celtics. No, the New York Knicks are the marquee team of the NBA. The NBA headquarters in New York. Like, that's their biggest market. I, I mean, you can debate <laughs> sure. it all you want. As much as I even hate saying it sometimes, they are the marquee team. Like, when they're doing good, the league is happy, and apparently everybody else is happy in certain in a certain way. Yeah, and it feels like you know, NBA basketball just feels right when the Knicks are at least somewhat succeeding, looking good, or, or bringing some type of challenge, you know, to the postseason. Uh, but uh, and that's what they're doing right now, man. Um, they're nine and one in their last ten games. They're yeah. playing the Nuggets in a big game tonight. The Wizards, the second hottest team in the East, eight and two in their last ten. But right. yeah, Russell Westbrook's been just phenomenal in this stretch of games. Like this is starting all the way back to February, I would say. And there's something about um, the month of February for Russell Westbrook, like. He just starts to get into a groove within these last few years. And, right. you know, because he's been dealing with injury. Apparently, he played he was playing with a torn quad to start the season. And, you know, he, he just looked awful. Like, right. he was not getting any lift into the shots. He wasn't going into the rim as much. Um, you know, his, his chances of creating didn't look all that great. And, um, and while he was getting, you know, those numbers, you know, it was just – it was just bad. Like we, we we did not have like you know a, a proper offense, and of course you know defensively we were just you know useless. Like you right. know as Bradley Bill said, we, we couldn't even stop a parked car at the time. Now, <laughs> now within the last two months or so, we're like one of the top ten best defensive teams in the stretch <laughs> going forward. Like we're we're just closing games out, and even despite that one game that. We allowed the Indiana Pacers to drop 142 points in regulation. We end up dropping 156. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. like we we can run with the best of them. We can tire people out, and we can play as physical as we want to be. And that's been shown within this um in some last few running games. Especially, it was more emphasized and simplified last week when they played the Los Angeles Lakers. Granted, it was without LeBron James and. You know, and they're still battling with their injuries and trying to get into their groove. But they look like a bunch of kids out there against grown-ass men in the Wizards. Like, they were getting bullied, like, from start to finish. And it just shows that there's, like, a difference now with this team. And there's a different mindset, a different mentality, uh, and, you know, and just a, a new passion to play. And that all starts with Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. You know, he's finally got some players. I think he has like a number of players that he could get, you know, that he can um, claim, not, not even claim to, but have take under his wing. Mm-hmm. Like Rui Hachimura and Daniel Gafford, you know, Bradley Beal already take up for him. Um, you know, they, they listen to, they listen to him. They listen to what he has to say. You know, they are motivated by his work ethic. And, you know, it follows, it permeates throughout the team, and it shows in their performances against these top-ranked um, teams in the East, and especially against teams in the West, where we 
clearly dominated in this entire year um, against um, Western Conference teams, especially Western Conference teams that are above 500. Right. Right. And also, I, I and I don't want to forget to mention, uh, you know, Atlanta, the Hawks, man. The Hawks oh, yeah. are, you know, I, I, actually, I actually could see them, and obviously it all depended on the next couple of games for the Knicks. Like, wouldn't that be something, man? I mean, I know it seems like y'all, you know, and the Knicks are kind of destined to meet each other in that first mm-hmm. round. And really all is just a matter of just, you know, home court. But um, I feel like it would be pretty neat for the Hawks to get that fourth seed and, and, and get that home court advantage uh, well, over them. It, it looks like the Knicks are going to lock up that fourth seed, man. They are, Chances are they They just look like can. a freight train right now. They, they look like yeah. a juggernaut defense. at this moment. Defense, Julius Randle and defense, man. Tibbs, defense. Julius Randle, defense. Derrick Rose become, you know, just finding his, like, mastering his role as just the six-man um, federal leader on the team. And, you know, and, you know, just – and Julius Randle just carrying him, you know, carrying the weight of it. R.J. Barrett improving. He's able to improve, like, within the shadow of, you know, Randle being the guy and Derrick Rose also being someone that can also take the weight off his shoulders. And he's able to grow in it and evolve into his role into the player that he wants to be. Like this this team, like like I, I know that my team should be pretty scary if we make the playoffs, you know, going in and probably facing, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. But the Knicks, man, I don't, man, they they're gonna give, you know, one of the more fitting championship contenders a run for their money. They're not going to beat them. They're, they're, they're going to give them a hard six games. I can feel that with this team that they got right now. And um, and really, with the success of the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Wizards right now, if this continues, this could change a whole lot going into the offseason. You know, you know bringing in big players, bringing in star players, bringing in, you know, playoff veterans that could probably, you know, increase their ceiling, you know, and, and – you know, get them to the next step. Because uh, for Washington, it's already happening with the chances of Bradley Beal staying. You know, yeah. he's likely going to stay now, especially if we make the play-in and succeed and make it into the playoffs because there's something to build upon from there. And we already now got an identity. We have this makeup now that we could go and continue to extract from, I just don't want to stay with Scott Brooks. That's the only drawback, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I feel like this success might keep his job too, despite the right. fact that he's also in the last year of his contract. I, I I really feel like we could deal with a new coach that could really bring out the best out of Bradley and some of the young guys that are on that team. But I don't know. It's just that bond between Brooks and Russ. I think that's going to keep him in as well as how well this team is playing with them there. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man, but I really know that um, Bradley Bill, he's, he's there to stay and there's not a damn thing anyone can do about it. Now uh, you mentioned Scott Brooks and do you envision if anybody is going to replace him 
do you think is a former NBA coach or do you think the Wizards would try to look somewhere within the college ranks? I mean, I, and we don't have to get into specifics about candidates or anything like that. That's, that's a total different thing for another day. But I mean, do you think like, which one do you see likely to happen? Honestly, I I would would not mind two years of Tom Thibodeau. (laughs) Thibodeau, you're not getting Tom Thibodeau, man. (laughs) I know, man. Unfortunately, you know, I I, I, I wish for Thibodeau to, like, do, like, a a world tour um, within the league for fledgling teams that are just looking to improve just for those two years. And it could be instant. And so far, he's having a good track record of that. But um, Mm -hmm. I – Really, there's some. I, I really don't know who will be a, a better candidate at this moment um, for Washington. Uh, like I'm, I'm looking. You could look across. You know, the assistant coaches that are around. You know, like a like like Vanderpool. You know, and Becky Hammond. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Mike, nice. Even even Mike D'Antoni, who is right there <laughs> as an assistant uh-huh. um, um there's there 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 are options but i just don't know what would be the best fit at this moment not you know and you know it just you just it, so that's why i'm like scott might have to stay but i feel like his contract uh, should last as long as russ's time there with washington because i i just don't see you know what what other options of him being there if Russ is gone or, you know, if Scott leaves. Right. Right. And you know what? I just, it's kind of funny how, you know, these, these guards, how uh, some guards, they just seem to play better under certain coaches. And, you know, and and we're seeing it with with Westbrook, with with Brooks, as we know their history in OKC. Uh, Same thing with uh, Derek Rose in New York with Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I and it's crazy, man. Like I, I remember those, and it's not too far, you know, long ago where, like, man, like that was, that was like a marquee matchup on an NBA on on a Sunday. Like that was like a typical Sunday game, Bulls versus mm-hmm. OKC. And obviously, when we was in our, you know, our little uh, Renaissance resurgence um, area, and same thing with OKC when they had, you know. You know, KD and and, and and Harden and them, and yeah. it's it's crazy to think that at one point, man, like that was like a that was must see, that was must see for for that yeah, for sure. for the league. Um, but it's great to see that they're flourishing in in you know other roles, and I, I love to see that same thing like with um person like Carmelo Anthony, man, like the, the more he. Plays the, the the higher in the scoring all time scoring list he goes up. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing. It's great to see him doing great things. Also, um, yeah. it's it's very very nice to see him still still winning out there, man, with, with Portland. Um, it's it's going to be fascinating, you know. And we didn't touch. We haven't said much about the Western Conference, um, but. Then again, it's like what really? What else can you really say at this point than what you know? We already, you know, already know. Like this, everybody. It's, it's, it's a, a bloodbath, man. man. It's a it bloodbath, and, and and you know, and again, like every day, I'm just checking the standings. Like, like we gotta check the standings after every score 
after every game because it's changing constantly. And yeah, you know, with you know the current playing rules, you know, that's it's creating a lot of debate. Yes, and yet I'm I'm excited. It's because it's, it's it's strengthening the competition. It's making these games matter more. Mm-hmm. And the stakes are just so high. Like I'm currently watching the Wizards, Bucks, and Suns Hawks game, and like these games are huge. Like it yeah. feels like yeah. they feel huge. They have a playoff atmosphere and a feel to them, you know. And <laughs> it, 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 we're getting two more. We're getting another week of that. Like we're getting two weeks of this before the play in. So yeah. we're getting just high level basketball going into the highest of the high. And, you know, I mean, you, as a fan, you just can't help to be happy about that. You know, yeah. and uh, I understand, like, you know, you know, Laker fans and, uh, you know, in particular, it, it, just LeBron James himself, you know, they're struggling right now. Like, yeah. they, they look, they're, they're sliding. They're right. on the decline defensively. Uh, they still don't know what their offense looks like. <laughs> Currently, especially, especially now – we're without Dennis Schroeder um, due to health and safety protocols again. Um, AD is trying to get himself fit, uh, but he's playing hurt. LeBron is playing hurt. And they're trying to keep themselves out of the play-in. And, you know, it's going to be tough. They're just, That's be a it's tough getting order. tougher because they got the toughest stretch coming up mm-hmm. you know, to round out their season. You know, they got to mm-hmm. play the – the Clippers and the Blazers on a back-to-back, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that, boy. That's, that and the that Blazers game is twice as important because if they lose that, they're behind in the tiebreaker. That's it, you know. Yeah, and they've still got to play the Suns on Sunday, the Knicks on Tuesday, the Rockets, the Pacers, and the Pelicans. So they got three games that they can win out at yeah. the end. But right, those, right. that, that four-game stretch is going to be hell for them. Very, and, and if they find a way to slip, if they lose that Blazers game and they keep sliding, and they, they end up finding themselves in that seventh spot, that would be unfortunate for them, hilarious for us. So, but because um, that's, I mean, it's something that they could do. But you know, I can understand LeBron's grievances about the whole ordeal. You know, he, he's <laughs> upset about it, but I'm like, yes. listen, man, like. You, you gotta win these games so y'all can stay out of that situation. I, I know right. it's unfortunate that both the Lakers and the Heat, you know, they suffered the most out of this short turnaround, you know, from the finals last year to now this season. And, you know, they're 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 struggling. You know, they're struggling to stay afloat on top of the playoff position in the play in because right. a lot of their guys are in and out the rotation with injury, help you know, COVID health and safety issues, and, you know, they that really haven't had time to really figure, you know, their rotations out and their their flow and their chemistry going into the, you know, the postseason. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but, hey, man, the game is the game. You That's know, it. They, everyone's playing the same 72. Everyone got the same issues. We yeah. got the same issues. Like, my Wizards were destroyed for two weeks That's due it. to COVID. Right, we look like we, that. I forget to add that we were bad in that early stretch, but we bounced back, and now we're well on our way of getting into the play-in, and we might go on a run that could probably get us into the second round. So, I, you know, I mean, I'm taking this try. You, you just got to win the games. 
Just gotta earn your way in. And I, yeah. I and I love to play it. So this is this is great. Um and you know, we're just we're just getting great basketball. I mean I mean I can't complain about that. No, you can't. You can't and, and you know it comes down to timing. It's really unfortunate that the timing of a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. Um and I know especially for Lakers, you know, the timing of all this stuff couldn't happen at a worse time. Um and, and and I understand, like you said, with LeBron, his grievances about the playing game, and, and as everybody has pointed out, like everybody remembers what he said last year about the playing game, and compare it to now, and he's like, no, 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 they need to axe the person that created it and stuff like that, and and I'm pretty sure that was set out of frustration, um, because of the fact that the way just the team is playing, yeah. uh, without him, and then I'm sure that he hates being injured. I don't obviously think I don't think he foresee himself being out this long. Uh, you know, so it, it's it's a whirlwind of of craziness. But you know, if the Lakers, it's not like like you said, the Lakers have they have the the, the way this turns out is all in their hands. They determine mm-hmm. the outcome, the fate of how this season is going to end for them. You know, this is all in their hands. No, nobody else. As 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 I saw just a second ago, it's them. I think it's Dallas, and then uh, Portland. Like those are the, yeah. you know, That's those, those three teams are are battling out. And I think the Lakers and 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 Dallas, they're tied. They they're like ten games behind first, and then Portland is eleven games. So it's going to be a stretch. You cannot. You cannot afford to go on a two-game losing streak. You can't. None of those teams. They cannot afford to go on a two-game losing streak because you do that because all it takes is for one of those teams to win two games in a row. And then, you know, if it happens at the most inopportune time, and let's say all these three teams, you know, they they win in, you know, the majority of the games, and then <laughs> one of the teams goes on a two-game losing streak while the other team goes on a two-game winning streak and then takes over. You know, at that like the last within the last three or four games of the season, um, you, you're you're looking at a very interesting situation there, and yeah, I, I think the team. I'm telling you, man, it's the right. team, the team out of those playing teams, Golden State. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Steph Curry, yeah, that, man. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's absolutely another reason why you know these teams are somehow complaining and. And, and getting upset that they, they have to go and do the play in because now Golden State's in the AC. <laughs> so any yeah. of those teams that fall into seven <laughs> going to have to deal with Stephen Curry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I, and I'm just, I, I'm just that confident. If I'm the Lakers, man, I, I would, I, I don't want to play against Golden State in the playing game. Like I don't, I wouldn't want to do that if I'm the Lakers. And I can understand the fans being a little bit on the, you know, the, the nervous side of it because you, just, man, <laughs> Seth Curry does, he literally brings that whole team on his back. And you just never know. With them, man, you just never know. Even yeah. if they don't, like, even if they get, you know, swept in the first round of the playoffs or something like that. Like in a playing game, I just don't want to face them in a, in that type of situation in a series with the, how they're currently constructed. Yeah. You know, you could get away with that uh, for the most yeah. part, but 
playing game, nah. I, I don't want to risk it, yeah. man. It I comes to one game, knockout. Yeah, it, it, that's, you know, do or die. You know, I'm probably going to have the ball in Steph Curry's hands, man. And, and Draymond Green, too. Like, you know, he he's going to just be balls to the wall. And I think they're itching for that game. They're just salivating for that playing game. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They're just ready to get to that point That's where it. Draymond and Steph can just really go all the way out. And they're, they're doing their thing now. They're just killing. But – you know, at, at this moment, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to win as many games as they can to not only maintain, you know, stay in the play, but to maintain that AC. And it. to win just one game to make their way to go into the playoffs. So, you know, you know credit to them. You know, credit to Steph, you know, and, you know, just to, to continue to just keep on blazing through and, and putting on these great numbers and, you know, pushing himself into a lower, you know, case of a – the MVP race. So, you know, um, so, you know, so I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just happy, you know, I just really want to see them in the playoffs. I really do love to see Golden State in the playoffs. If it comes at the expense of the Los Angeles Lakers, oh, well. <laughs> uh, Again, uh, they should have won more games. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it's unfortunate, man. Um, but to kind of segue, and we're going to still, like, obviously still, Stay on the whole sports thing here. Um, yeah. Um, uh, this month is a very, very special, important month. Uh, if for people that don't know, May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and uh, to, to before getting into the sports side of it, um, as we as we know in the past year and it's been well documented and I don't you know with the whole COVID situation and just how the way of a lot of stuff going on, especially in the country with, you know, social injustice, um, a, a lot of unfortunate, um, innocent black people getting killed, um, or, or just, you know, police brutality stuff going on. Um, the, the the emphasis there has been an, an increased emphasis on mental health um, amongst everybody, um, but more specifically uh, within you know black communities um, in the country, really in the world. Honestly, um, it, it's it's from my own personal experience with uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, there was time period for me where um, if I could be a little bit vulnerable over here for a second, uh, there was a time period in the past couple of years where um, there was a lot of mental health challenges that I've had to uh, go through and and, and deal with, um, whether it be personal stuff, um, work stuff or or stuff that's happening, you know, we see in the news every single day. Um, it, it it takes a toll on the the mind and the body too, because you know, it, if your mind ain't right, the body is just only going to follow that. And it, it's it's really been a struggle for uh, a lot of us in the past couple of years. Um, I know for myself, it's been there's been many instances where 
I've had struggles with it and, and, and you know, gone to therapy, which has helped tremendously, tremendously um, in, in my own life. And I, I think the fact that going through that has really opened up, uh, I know, my own eyes uh, as far as the, the vitalness and importance of you know, protecting your mental health and, and, and having it being, being as healthy as possible. Um, is it going to ever be 100% healthy? Um, maybe not, but you want to achieve as close to that as possible, whichever way. And, you know, unfortunately there have been a lot of people that, um, deals with a lot of mental, uh, diseases, mental sicknesses, have family members, friends um, that that go through these things, you know, every single day that this is stuff that's that they live with and is unfortunately have to live with through the rest of their lives. And, you know, I, I've been a huge proponent and supporter of people really, you know, putting more attention towards that. Not to mention, no, I mean, not to say that our physical health is an important thing. It really is our physical health, uh, spiritual health, or you know, all that stuff. But I, I can't stress this enough: the mind is not right. The rest of the body is just only going to follow that. And I, I really feel that we are slowly but surely, and it's gone and is for the better. The, the inc increased awareness and 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 focus on that um, within our daily lives every single day, and you know, for the people that constantly are still going through stuff um, every single day for whatever reasons that's causing it, um, you know, I always encourage people to to, to go and seek help, help. I mean, help. Um, you know, as best as possible. And I know, and not to get too, you know, I don't want to get too political or any of that stuff, but um, I just know within the black community, it's, it's even, it, it needs to be looked at even more um, considering the amount of trauma that a lot of us go through on a daily, um, not to mention historically generational trauma uh, that has been passed on. And we want to break that cycle. We want to break that um, that path. That's we don't want to pass it on to other, you know, future generations. Um, and and I, I just, I'm just very glad that there has been much advancements um, and advances in in and uh, just to focus on on that stuff. So um, to people that. I personally um, know and that has helped and contributed to me achieving a better um, a better level of <laughs> of a healthy mind. I, I, I thank those people a lot. Um, I, I, I take it very serious these days. Uh, I may not have passed, but and it's unfortunate with a lot of us that you just don't know and understand stuff until it actually happens to you. That's just the unfortunate way of the world, uh, whether it's accidental or on purpose. 
Uh, but I, I'm just glad there's there's a lot more eyes being put on there. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure you, Chris, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure there's been stuff that is that that's been going on for you, you know, and and, and I and I'm pretty sure it is. It's a it plays a big factor, vital role in your daily day to day stuff, too. As, as, as I'm assuming, right? Uh, I, no, no doubt. Um, it actually does. Um, like this um, whole year, uh, uh, you know, during the entire pandemic, uh, it really did put a lot on me. That's just the fact that I um, was just not unable to travel and to see my family uh, who I haven't really seen in total since I moved here three years ago. And a, you know, it, just to be away from them coupled by the fact that, you know, we're, we're stuck inside and I'm just, you know, I, I can't see anybody. I, I'm no longer able to go to concerts, no longer able to go to games. And, you know, it, it, it it kind of did weigh on me a lot and to the point that, um, you know, I, I just like after a while, because I was just still working. Um, I was still at least commuting to work every day, but it, it created this routine that um, kind of had me stuck for a while. And, you know, it, I, I, it just left me in a rut and I just didn't feel like writing anymore. Um, and to the point, I, I just didn't feel like communicating with a lot of people. I didn't feel like talking to friends. I didn't feel like um, talking to anyone other than just my girl. And, you know, and but, you know, she also was dealing with her own, um, you know, anxieties and, and, and um, problems with her own mental health as well. You know, because we both, you know, we were just like, we were stressed with our financial situation. And, you know, it did, you know, it, the fact that, you know, we, you know, we felt like we were walking on eggshells. We didn't know whether we were going to be able to keep our jobs or not, or, or, you know, be able to, you know, make enough money going forward. And, you know, and yeah, it, like you said, man, you know, when this, your mind's not right, your body's not right either. And yeah, I, I had to, you know, I had to go to the doctors. Um, you know, last year and, you know, I'm still, you know, you know, going to appointments here and there, but, you know, um, you know, I had to deal with, uh, you know, just, um, you know, high blood pressure and, and just making sure, you know, that my, my diet's right. And I'm, you know, exercising regularly again and, and, you know, just be, be able to, like, you know, just keep myself as stress-free as possible. But, yeah, you know, it, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, I was going to lose it. And, and you know, yeah, I have been, you know, I've spoken to people and, you know, I got assistance. And, you know, I'm looking to also, you know, go into therapy as well uh, just to, you know, be able to, um you know, purge out, you know, any frustrations that I had and yeah, it's a serious matter, man, you know, because, you know, I, you know, we've been dealing with our mental health as adults for years. You know, this is just like the pinnacle of it. You know what I mean? 
because mm-hmm. there was just been so much uncertainty. Right. And we, we didn't know what to do. You know, I mean, some folks were able to get back on their feet quicker than others mm-hmm. and salute to them. You know, Definitely. but, you know, for, for, you know, for some, you know, like myself, you know, it just, it had to take some time to get myself going. You know, it, by the time, you know, I got myself going, it was around this time I really wanted to start doing this podcast with you. You know, right. so I'll be able to, you know, you know, not only speak with a good friend of mine, but, you know, just be able to, you know, to do what I love, you know, and, and share my passion and, you know, just to you know, feel like that, you know, there's, there's, you know, I mean, listeners know, you know, and people know that, you know, one of these days, like one of our episodes is going to touch someone and they're going to like enjoy that, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the shit that we're doing. Right. And, you know, I, you know, that's something that I like to live for. You know, I like to uh, be able to, um, you know, give someone some sense of enjoyment or, you know, make their day better and, you know, and be happy that, you know, I could put a smile on their face. You know, just for that moment, you know, no matter what they're going through. And, you know, here, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy and I'm grateful that, you know, I can still, you know, wake up another day and, Amen. you know, just to do something, you know, and just do something new or at least, you know, try to, you know, make, you know, the person that I am better than I was yesterday. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, and you know, and we we just got to live by that, you know. And whatever new normal that we have now, uh, we're gonna, you know, be able to pick ourselves up and adapt and keep pressing on because that's what we know how to do. And you know, it, it's really all that we can do. You know, so you know, because tomorrow's not promised for no man. You know, mm-hmm. and. and Nobody's waiting for anything, so we just gotta, you know, keep on going, and that's what I'm looking to do, man. I have to keep on going, right? Because that's the only way I'll be able to live. And I, I agree. And yeah, you know, I, so this month, man, you know, it, it's 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 going to be heavy for a lot, especially for myself, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad that we we're able to at least, you know, you know, get this conversation out and be able to, you know, show some awareness. For uh, for yeah. people, you know that you know, yeah, man, yeah, this shit ain't a game. No, no, it's not, and you know, and, and we both can attest to this. Like it's, it's even for us men, uh, it's you know we have our own struggles ourselves, you know, yeah, and how we handle and process stuff, um, you know, is different, you know, from how you know women process stuff and. and what I mean by that is that, you know, you know, typically, you know, especially, you know, families, you know, you got black fathers or, or mothers or whatever, like we're always as we're, we're always we're deemed as the rock, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the foundation that holds everything together. You know, we can't show any bit of weakness or we always got to be that pillar of strength almost all the time. And it's that's just something that's just whatever reasons you know get passed on you know through generation and generation whether it be fair or not um and 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 i'm and i I have a good feeling that you know our generation is going to be able to do so many things to break that uh stigma of of men not 
talking, not talking about their emotions and feelings, you know, whatever it is, being vulnerable out there. And that, and it takes a lot to get to that point. And it's never easy. It's never easy for anybody, but yeah, you know, you know, us men in, in, in general, you know, it, to try to reverse change something that's really been hammered down into our minds uh, for ages and, and, and starting at a young age and trying to change that. Um, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort and it can be done. Um, is the is the route easy? No, it's it's not going to be easy. And I, I to think that it's going to be an easy route from the start, you're kind of fooling you're, you're fooling yourself there. Um, you know, and, and there is no obvious, you know, uh, time period that you have to, you know, get to that level of of, of a healthy mind. Um, you know, everybody does stuff at a different speed, but I, I just feel that we we just we're just typically you know we just keep our emotions to ourselves. Um, we don't want to, you know, be looked at as weak because you know society the way it is is like oh as a man like you show any vulnerability or weaknesses. Oh, you know, it, and it's stupid that they automatically think they they make it sound like it's such a feminine trait and it's like well damn that's how the pick like how do you think the women feel like shit you're making it sound like you know like like women like they they're always weak whatever like that's like no like there, there is that's not how it's that's not how it goes it's not how it should be in the world you know when we do let our emotions and, and our feelings out and we express them um yeah. because of whatever society has deemed as normal or 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 manly or whatever the case may be and mm-hmm. within especially within within black men like it, it's like yeah. there's so much there's so much stuff trauma and, and this is not to say that you know white men or or or, or asian men or any or any other ethnicity that they don't go through stuff they do but specifically black men, uh, it, it's yeah. it's just a lot. It's a lot to process, man. It's a lot to process. And yeah, th- this fight is not going to, it, it may not be, you know, one, you know, completely. Maybe within our lifetime, I don't know. I'm hoping. I would love for it to, that to happen. Uh, but I, I, I just I, I just feel like now a lot of friends of mine and, and and just people that I've met over the past couple of years, um, they're more open to being showing their vulnerabilities, being open with people and honest and, and having these type of conversations of expressing whatever is on your mind. Because yeah. keeping all that stuff inside, that does nothing. That does no good to anybody, not to, to ourselves not to other people, nobody. And I like the fact because of because of the, the way that this conversation is being put out there more more than ever, I feel. And we look at it in, in, in sports. 
you know, especially with how with the leagues, more specifically the NBA, um, even NHL, you know, and even NFL, you know, like there's mental health awareness has really skyrocketed and the, the, the amount of money and, and attention that has been put into, you know, the daily stuff that players have to go to. Listen, athletes yeah. are humans. Like they're, they're no different from me and you. They're no different from anybody. They're humans like us. They go through everything. Mm-hmm. They go through stuff every day. They have their own personal stuff at home or whatever, or, or, or stuff even on within the organizations and stuff like they're no different. And I really like the fact that a lot of these players are now more, they, they, they more inclined. They feel more comfortable talking about this stuff. And, and there's a lot of teams and all these sports leagues, you know, they, they really, listen to these players and 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 what their concerns are what bothers them and stuff like that and taking the proper initiatives and steps in order to curtail that and get them to a place that they can be at the best selves because it makes no sense for a player a basketball player for example for them you know they're going through all this other stuff and and I'm pretty sure it's tough to not allow it to affect your play. And I know like if, and I, and I yeah. never was an athlete or, you know, professional athlete or a collegiate or any of that stuff. But I would imagine within the spirit of competition, you know, you have to have a level of focus to get to wherever you need to get to, whether it's individually or within as a team. And when you're having people, certain players, or if you have a leader on the team that, you know, they're not performing at their absolute best because their minds, like they're going through stuff and their minds is not all in there because they're going through their own personal stuff. Like that's a detriment to the team and then the organization because it could potentially lead to, you know, the team, like a lot of like the team falling apart in the yeah. chemistry of the team. It, there is so many different variables that it could affect uh, within sports, which Brings me to the person that, and, and I hate to say that he's been a polarizing figure within the past year or so, uh, Kyrie Irving, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and people have their opinions on the stuff that he has, that he says, you know, earth is flat and whatnot. Um, but I give credit where credit is due. And the man has He has been very vocal and he has put so much action into bringing that increased awareness into the NBA. Um, A lot of players, if you remember, uh, they were having they they, and they've said it even to this day. Like they had major issues dealing and coping being in that bubble um, during the play or whatever the, the last Amount yeah, of games the they needed to plays and, and to get into playing games and within the playoffs. Like a lot of players said that it took toll. And, you know, and I remember a lot of people were laughing it off like, well, you guys are making millions of dollars. Like, what could possibly be, you know, causing all of these anxiety, all this anxiety and worries and all this other stuff? But it's like, yo, like, it's not, it's not e- just because you got the millions of dollars, that don't make it any different. You know, how many times have we heard stories of players um, when they're not playing 
on the field or on the ice or on the court. And police are treating them just, you know, they they going going through police, you know, issues as, as us common folk are. You know, when you're not wearing a jersey, you're just any regular looking person. And it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you got because and, and, and I hate to say this, but like as a black person, like everybody wants to cheer that person when when they're on the court and they got the jersey on and they're making, you know, these millionaires, these owners like so much money and, and bringing all this source of entertainment for the fans. But mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like when they walk through the street, yeah. a lot of these cops, they look at them and they, they could care less if they they playing on whatever team. You know, a lot of times these cops, they actually, <laughs> surprisingly, it, it's like they don't even, they never seen these guys, seen the player before. And they just, <laughs> and then they do whatever, the, you know, whatever the case is and and, and then that affects that player. Like it, it, everybody's affected by something one way or another. And yeah, so, like with I, Sterling Brown, like yeah, that when that happened yeah. to him when he was tased, I believe, right, uh, a right. couple of years ago. Right. You know, even last year with the, um, you know, over in Minnesota, you know, all that stuff that was happening over there with, with George Floyd, and yeah. and how the leagues, how the NBA, they made you know the league stop for that. You know, because a lot and then a lot of these players, you got to understand a lot of these athletes, they got children. And, you know, these, you know, a lot of times you walk out there, you could pass by somebody's child, these athletes, children, unless you really, really know these people, you wouldn't know that they're that they're these athletes, children, whether it yeah. is their, their son or daughter, doesn't matter. And it's it's terrible that it's like that. It's really terrible that it's like that. But to tie it all back in is the fact that these players, they go through every single – they go through stuff that we do, go through every single day. And yeah. and I, I Kyrie Irving, and I know a lot of people get on like, oh, why is he – you know, why does he not want to play or whatever, stuff like that. And Kyrie has taken, you know, games off in observance of, hey, he's like, for my own mental health. And you know what? Kudos to him. I ain't got no problem with that at all, brother, because – it doesn't matter what you do out in this world. At the end of the day, we all going through something. We all got to make sure the mind and body right. And so, yeah. and, and it's not just him. Even, and I think you had mentioned also uh, at one point, Kevin Love. Kevin Love has yeah. talked about it himself. You know, the, the the mental health issues he's gone through and, and the constant stuff that he does to try to rebuild it to a place where he doesn't, you know, that he feels healthy. And it, mm-hmm. it's it plays such a big vital part in in, in our lives and these athletes and sports. So anybody within in any of these sports leagues that they want to do something and they need to do it for the betterment of their own mental health, I say you go ahead and do that and make it happen. Do what you got to do. When you're ready, do what you got to do on the court. And I said it with Kyrie many times. Doesn't matter what he does off the court. He could do whatever he has to do. But when that man is on the court, that man is winning and he's producing. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me in certain some little way that there is no correlation to him taking his mental health seriously and getting that up to par to a point where he feels that he's at his performing at his best and what he's doing on that court night in and night out. Can't tell me there ain't no bit of a correlation there. 
you know, like you said, shouts out to him, man, because, like, really, man, I, I don't know how I do it just getting through not only just a full season, but a season there in the midst of a pandemic. And you got folks on social media and Twitter just hounding you day in and day out. Talk about some shit that, you know, that they probably don't know anything about. Nope. And it, 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 you don't know what's going on with some of these guys, man. Uh, you know, what, what their situation is. You know, I, I, you know, I, I try my best to uh try to see, you know, what wh- what's going on with them before you know I make some sort of opinion or have a take, uh, what what's going on with the, the exact player. But yeah, they're like you know, like you said, they're they're, they're they they bleed just like us, and you know, and you know, again, they they'll have their own stuff that they're going through. You know, they, they'll have, you know, stuff that's going on at home, you know, or what's going on with their family. And, yep. you know, they'll, they'll just have to take a break from that. That's and, it. you know, there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing that we can really do about it. You know, like, no. this this is a, a job, just like us. Right. This is a job to them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what we got going on here. And, yep. you know, if, if, you know, if players want to, you know, take a break to check out, and you know, to replenish themselves and recharge their minds, they could go and do that. Uh, you know, it, because it's well within their right to do so. Exactly. And and you know, it I, I like you know, it's just the whole you know mentality of trying to toughen up and you know, and and, and discard your feelings, man. That 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 shit, it just it just brings more harm than help. At this it's dangerous. Point. Yeah, and you know. And, and for especially in Kyrie's sake, he's also playing while observing his very first Ramadan, so he's not eating <laughs> you know, from yeah. sun up to sundown. And yeah. you know he's playing these games, and he is producing, you know, at a high level. Like you know, he will still put up thirty a night while you know fasting. And, you know, and you know for his first, time, I know it's draining on him mentally and physically. Just to do something that demanding on the body, you know, at a time like this, especially when it's you know considered it's his first you know Ramadan, and you know, and again, he's also you know playing and putting his body on the line, traveling, so it's a whole lot, and it's just a whole lot for all the athletes that are out there that are doing this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it, it, you know it you know it's it's something that we really have to take account of, and. You know, ensure that you know there's that we could be more considerate. You know, uh, you know of these people. You know, considerate of these players. Considerate of you know just folks that are around you because you just never know, man. You never really know. No, you don't. You don't. And it, it's, I, I tell you, man. I, I, I'll stress it again. Don't ever take your mental health for granted. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Even when. Even when everything seems to be on the up and up and and, and working in your favor, like it, it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to have that moment of reflection or really think about, you know, deep down inside, you know, you know, is there some things that that bring you that brings trauma to you and, and stuff that that affects your your daily mood? Um, and, and those things cannot be and shouldn't be overlooked at all and i i, I just um uh, 
and I, and, and I just, I'm a big thing of it because I just like, I went through that myself and I've seen it happen in other people and how it's affected it. And, and, and even the many conversations that we've had each other, uh, you know, whether through Twitter or whatever the case may be on, on that topic, you know, in general, and it's, we just, we need to protect it and, and, and secure that, uh, more than ever these days. Um, because just the way of the world, the way of the world is, there are just so many gateways and, 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 and paths that, you know, there's so much stuff going on in this world that we're exposed to, um, mm-hmm. that unfortunately, you know, it, 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 it feels like in many ways it affects us more than ever, more than it ever did. And it could be one of those things where, you know, because we're adults now and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you know, seriously affects us more so maybe than we've ever thought of, you know, maybe compared to when we were kids or teens. Uh, you know, it, it's. And as we get older, you know, you want to live as much of a healthy life as possible. And yeah. and so for any uh, and I, again, anybody that needs um, and any help or anything like that. Do not feel that, you know, the best option is to keep it inside. Um, Talk to somebody. It doesn't, you know what? It doesn't even have to be a therapist. It really doesn't. That is always the preferred method. But, and and you had said it earlier, man, like what this podcast, you know, what it means to you. Same thing, how, what it means to me. Um, and, and what it could mean to whoever it is that's listening to it, whether they're listening sure. to all of the, you know, the whole podcast, whether it's a couple of minutes, doesn't matter. Um, even if they listen to one episode and never listen to it again, if it had, if it gave them some type of a, um, a break from all the, the, the craziness that's going out side these days, then you know what, man? Our job is we, we've done our job because we do this not only for entertainment purposes, but we want to give people, you know, a, a mental break from all of the stuff that's going on. And we all know how sports, the effect sports has on people. Um, sports in general, it, it, it's one of the most beautiful things that experiences and, and, and just things to, to be around the atmosphere. Um, it brings so much joy and it does bring anxiety and nervousness and albeit a different type, maybe than the ones that I've been talking about, but, um, it, it, cause we're so invested in it, but that's, you know, and they've been, and that's one of the things they've been kind of, they've been saying, you know, one of a lot of the, uh, slogans for, you know, all of these leagues, even like, or even channels like ESPN, you know, their, their main thing is. Like we're providing you a break from all the craziness in the world to get your mind away from it, to try to bring as much as peace, however long it may last, into your life. Yeah. And and you know, we both are per how I know with both of us our personalities, like we're you know, we're very driven on on, on positivity and we we enjoy and love to make people happy, and and, and bring that positive um, feeling into their lives, wh- whichever way possible. So, um, 
so yes, uh, that since you had mentioned it, the podcast it, it, it brings, and, and can, the, just speaking with you, it brings that that great feeling, and I, I'm I'm very happy that we've been able to do this. And again, anybody that has listened to us so far, when I'm even saying the ones that listen to in the future, in case they're going to listen to our old ones, however long ago it will be. Uh, you know, thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, Very and, and much. It, we, we, we appreciate it. Like we, and, and we're also, we're also going to say you're welcome. Yeah, because, man, we, 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 we trying to uh, make the yeah. most out of, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, just see trying times and it, 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 it again, you know, just, just uh, how, you know, waste an hour of some people's time, you know, enjoying, enjoying themselves, listening to us. It just you know, out of their out of the um, time of their day, they could just go and um soak in and listen to us fit and bullshit and you know have fun with it and you know and for for me you know it, it's just cool that you know we're we're just able to get this off the ground um mm-hmm. and get it running it it it, it, it you know because you know it would just you know, who knows it could probably open up you know additional opportunities for us and that's right that's work right. with other people that you know that probably want to you know be heard and, and want to speak with us so it, you know we going to just going to keep on keep this train rolling you know as however long it goes and you know and try to you know create incredible content going forward and you know this is just the first step like i said this podcast you know really it's never really been a true concrete subject that we have it's just us shooting the shit and this right. is one of those episodes that we're just strictly shooting the shit and you know just being ourselves and, and just making it you know just you know giving us giving giving you guys uh, a piece of us here and you know i you know i hope you um stick along for the ride and enjoy it along the way definitely definitely and and speaking of running um uh, and this is the poorest segue ever, so excuse me for that. Um, <laughs> after having this serious conversation, uh, NFL draft was uh, just just passed. How you how yeah. you feel, man? How do you feel about your team afterwards? I mean, only I only focus on the like the Michael Parsons pick, which was cool. Like I'm glad that we got you know we 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 got a new linebacker that helps. He's going to be like the Sean Lee replacement. More than likely, so mm-hmm. I mean that, that's that's good there. Uh, I I didn't even manage to like check the rest of the picks out at okay. all. <laughs> like I, I just I just saw that and I was like, cool. But we were we were at least six players though, including Xavier Woods. So or no, Anton Woods and a couple of um yeah, because we picked up a couple more defensive tackles in the draft. So I guess we beat up our defense. I'm not sure we got anyone. For as far as like offensive tackle, because we our offensive line is it's old, like it's it's aging, it's declining, and you know we we need some folks out there to protect Dak, especially coming off a bad ankle injury. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know I'm I'm just I'm just hoping to see you know if they they can prove themselves right, you know, right. and we could get get something going because. It it just looks you know it looks it, it all of this is just prospects right now you know what I mean yeah so, I mean 
I mean, even for my Giants, like, yeah, (laughs) I know our biggest thing is that we need um, a better O line um, Mm -hmm. to protect Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones got to do he he got to do his part in improving himself with the with the fumbles and interceptions. But um, I mean, I liked from what I saw. I, I liked what we got in that wide receiver. Oh, Florida, and excuse me, I can't. Like his name is just not coming to my mind at this second. So charge it to, <laughs> charge it to my mind. Oh, um, yeah, it, it's. It, I know he's going to be a rookie, and I know he's going to be a. He's not going to be a main option, but he will mm-hmm. be a option, um, uh, in a wide receiving corp, and I have no, I have no doubts that. Um, we're gonna be fine, man. Like I know a lot of people still joke on us. We're the Giants, and yeah. y'all got Daniel Daniel Jones. But our defense was in was in a groove. I think our defense found its footing. Um, the last half of the year, and you were about Saquon Barkley for a season. So yeah, well, <sighs> right, right. We have him full full season, and it's not like we didn't upgrade on defense. Our defense yeah. has gotten better. We got better corners now. Um, we, we have a better, we got better tight ends now. Like our, listen, our receiving corp is going to be great. And I know there are people like, oh, well, Daniel Jones got like, there can't do anything unless Daniel Jones brings the ball to them, throws it. I don't have, I really don't have any fears about this dude this season, man, because when you take away certain offenses, for whatever reason, in certain systems, they the quarterback does better when the running back is healthy, and vice yeah. versa. And as you saw with the Cowboys last year, after yeah. that got injured, it's almost was it just me? Or did it just feel like like Zeke? He just couldn't. It's a, he just really couldn't get in the groove. He really couldn't get in the groove. Now when Dak was healthy, did it? Yeah. I, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but did it seem like Zeke was? He was doing his thing when Zach would, uh, Dak was was healthy, right? Well, well uh, uh, I, I know for sure. Um, last the season before, he wasn't really much in the groove. Like he he was getting exceptionally worse. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this year, uh, you know, he probably you know he was doing well, of course. But yeah, like when when Dak went out, it was it. Like yeah. you know, any chances of us having a proper or strong playoff run went out the window when he went away. So, um, and now, you know, who, who knows? Uh, Cause in the draft, we bolstered our defense for the most part. Like we, we just got linebackers, you know, a couple of cornerbacks, you know, and a couple of um, defensive ends and tackles. I don't know what's going to go on with our offensive line because, you know, we, we did get too much out of that. And, and for you know, and for for Zeke, you know, I'm hoping that he does well. You know, I hope he, he pulls through. But uh, but you know, I'm, I'm really you know me. You know, I, I only focus really on the Cowboys when we're actually are competent and looking like we're playing fine football. You know, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm just like I'm just down for whatever mystery that's going to bring me. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, they, they, they've already taken enough years of my life. You know, I mean, what, what's one more? 
And and for the Cowboys, you know, you know, I just hope Dak does well. I'm glad that he got his deal. I'm I'm happy that he's finally got paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I hope he can you know pull through and you know, give us a solid season. You know, that he's back to the you know form that he was two seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like you mentioned with Saquon, um, like that's this is going to be like this. This is a big year because I'm in, I'm crossing my fingers, knock on wood, if I had any type of wooden thing near me, um, that he stays healthy this year. And I feel like with him being fully healthy, and then you know having the guys that we have receiving, like it could be something. I, I it could be something good and. It's not like Daniel Jones. Plus, it feels like, I don't know, man. Like, the way people talk about him, I know he's a little bit fumble happy, but, and he has to do with, and I feel like protecting the ball with him is going to be an easy thing to improve on for him. I, I honestly think that's like a New York quarterback situation, man. Got, they always fumble oh, happy. Oh, well, man. well, <laughs> well, listen, you know, it's all right. You know, we the, the, the transition from Eli to DJ, like, I mean, it's it hasn't been the best one, but there's been glimmers of hope um, with Daniel Jones, and it's not like he's he's not a typical just a regular pocket quarterback. Dude can he can move? We've seen he can move. He can run. Yeah, if he yeah. needs to, he can. And I, I just think that when you have that many options, it, it just makes the defense have to guess more. You know what is you know what is what are they going to do next? And I know that that's typical a thought process you would think for any team on defense. Um, but when you when you just have those many options available to you, um, I, I just I just feel that that works greatly in our advantage. And if our defense continues to play how it was playing towards the end of the season, we're going to be right back in the playoffs. Um, I believe that the NFC East will be a two team, two playoff team division this year. Um, it's going to, yeah. the, the Eagles didn't really do, I know, I can't really say the Eagles didn't really improve. They, the Eagles drafted very good, which was weird that they did a trade with y'all to take, actually, to take that, because y'all had. Yeah, that was strange as hell. Like, yeah, I, I didn't right? expect that to happen whatsoever. Right, right. I did not expect that at all to trade with them. Like, come on, man. But, um, they they stole one guy that we wanted the, the wide receiver I believe that they had to they stole him so we wouldn't get it and good for them the Eagles are still going to finish last in the division though um, and, and they, and they they fully invested in Jalen Hurts too so you know but yeah they they more than likely might be third or last in the division yeah I mean it's the top three it's going to be close. Between I feel us, like Washington is still the Washington. favorite. Really? You know, yeah. Um, you know, my, my my father, you know, he follows, you know, the NFL more than I do, and he feels like that they're they're serious about getting something done here. Um, but I don't really know their quarterback situation. You know, Alex Smith retired. Uh, who did he have? Like that's gonna be right there at center. Well, don't they have Fitzpatrick now? Oh yeah, yeah, they do have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like so, I said, yeah, yeah, like they have they they have a high chance because uh, he's going to put up numbers. Yeah, they're not the going to win a lot of games. <laughs> the defense, hey, listen, man, it, mm-hmm. it, we we it's Washington and us, the Giants. Like 
defense has always been our main thing. And I'm not, and that's not to throw any shade on, on, on y'all defense, you know, mm-hmm. but I always yeah. felt like y'all were more offense, you yeah. know, minded than, than defense. And, uh, and that's the reason why, you know, yeah, it's going to be, t- it's going to be a battle. It's going to be fight, but that's why I feel like it's going to be two teams coming out of there, man. It's going to be, I don't know. I, I don't, I, my personal feeling, I feel like it's going to be Giants and Cowboys coming out of there. Um, yeah. Because the way y'all offense was running with Dak before he got injured. I mean, y'all had – didn't y'all have the best offense in the league? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were. So, yeah, we had the so, best offense running. So, y'all, y'all was – you know, y'all was ripping and running. It's just that y'all defense couldn't stop anybody. <laughs> that was the problem. Um, but it, it, if you could score, if you could score, you'll be fine. You know, that that's not going to be a problem for y'all. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited yeah. about this NFL season coming up, um, especially with the one extra game now, 17, 17 games. <laughs> that's that's a nice little wrinkle. One oh. more week of NFL. Yeah. Did you not know that? I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I, I knew that, which is funny because I'm like that, that just brings me back to uh you know, the play-in talk, how, again, like, folks are not really liking the play-in. I'm like, motherfucker, we're seeing the MLB and NFL change their playoff format in real time, right now. And now they're adding, <laughs> the NFL's adding another game into their schedule. So I'm like, yeah. change is going to happen. <laughs> like, it's inevitable. I'm like, you know, you know, it's just like, like, is like we we when they started adding eight teams into the playoffs in the NBA during the late eighties. I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, I'm I wasn't around for a lot of the changes that happened, but we also seen five games turn to seven games in the first round series. Like, shit's going to change. That's you know? right. And now, you know, here I'm like, this extra game. I mean, it's whatever. It sucks that we could no longer be eight and eight, but. <laughs> But I, I guess, you know, I could stick with, um, you know, nine and eight or eight and nine or eight, eight and one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Bring back the eight and eight. I, back. <laughs> I, I, I think I think I think this is going to add to more draws happening now. We're going to get, you know, more uh, ties at overtime going forward because not. of that 17 game. I hope no, no, not not more ties. No, we don't. I already see. I can already see the, the outrage over an increase mm-hmm. of ties in the NFL this coming season because of that one extra game. I don't know why. Yeah. Like I, I just had that feeling. Like ESPN is going to lose their shit. NFL Network is going <laughs> to lose their shit, and it, it's just going and it's going to be funny. I mean, I, I have a sense of enjoyment seeing when these sports networks like lose their shit and they don't know what the hell is going on. Like I love seeing yeah. that mess. It was like, yeah, it's like, it's like, I can see, like, ooh, there goes a straw. You're grappling. There goes a straw. You're grappling. There, like y'all are really fighting this shit. Y'all don't know what to do. Y'all don't know what to say. It reminds me of last year, like when everything shut down, and mm-hmm. like there was nothing to re- like. <laughs> I remember ESPN was like, they, they, it's almost like they were in lost words. Like they had to try to make up stuff to fill time. Because yeah, man. Like, yeah, we're a twenty-four hour sports network, but yet everything is there's shut down. To talk about. <laughs> there's, there's, no, nothing, there's no content for them. No, you know what? Never mind. There was always content to talk about because 
they just had to talk about something NFL related. All the, I felt like that was the most I saw on yeah. TV screens on all the sports network. NFL, NFL, because free, NFL. Agency, free agency was happening around that time. They still let it rock, <laughs> and oh. which was which was incredible. You know, they were still the NFL was still treating you know their season like you know, nothing was going on in the midst of the whole pandemic when it was starting out. And, that, right. that was, and they're still they're still doing that shit, which is it was just amazing to see. That's right. Um, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, one extra game, you know, that's just more money, you know, extra revenue, you know, to bring that's it to the, um, the court. You know, that's what it really is. It's same with this, same with the play in, same yep. with like you know additional playoffs or wild card seedings for you know. The MLB and I, I, you know, did the NHL change their playoff format too? Um, not necessarily. It was just more so just the regular season that they changed the format of how the divisions were, um, how how they were broken into. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I had said it on one of the other episodes. Like they just um, all the U.S. teams were in their own divisions, depending on I guess the region that they were li- that they were located in. And then mm-hmm. there was just one division just solely made up of all the Canadian teams because of the fact that, you know, the whole yeah. border stuff with, you know, those regulations with, with, with COVID. So they wanted to keep yeah. it within Canada. But then, you know, like I said, Canada, they got different sections of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they all have to, you know, they all had to make sure they all was on the same page, um, quarantine and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the playoff format, nothing changes with that. I don't know because it was like the top. Well, actually, you know what? So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm lying. They did have to change the playoff format because typically it's the top six teams in every conference, and then there's two wild cards. Mm-hmm. So it's so for example, uh, yeah, you always had the East and West conference. So yeah. the two divisions, the top three teams in the two divisions were automatically getting to the playoffs. But then the next two okay. teams out of the combined, the next two teams in a conference with the best records, best yeah, best records, then they, they got into make up the eight teams in every conference. Uh-huh. This year, all it is is in, in, in every division is the top four teams. So as long as you're uh-huh. the top four team, you're in the playoffs. The top two the top two teams get the home ice advantage. Last two, you know the deal. Um uh, and then what they're going to do is that um, I think once they reach like the, what would be equivalent as conference finals, but they'll just be the final four. That's when they do the reseeding of who plays who, I think, based off of records and stuff like that in regular seasons. Um, OK, so yeah. So it's going to create it. Could, there is a lot of possibility of creating a unique matchup um, mm-hmm. in, with the final four teams. Um, and obviously the Stanley Cup final. So it's going to be intriguing how, how that turns out. And then another thing is that I, I guess they're hoping that by the time it reaches to that point, that there really is no – that they kind of uh, ease up on the restriction of the U.S.-Canada border. So that yeah. one Canadian team can, I guess, travel down to wherever here in the States and play, you know, whatever team that they have to face over here and then – Vice and I guess travel. I don't know if they're going to try to travel between, you know, like the, the whatever the home games in Canada. I, I I don't know that aspect of it yet. Uh, but 
still, it's going to be very interesting how that turns out. I know for me, for my team, the Islanders, uh, there's a lot of interesting things that can happen. Hmm. Um, If they reach to that point, the final four teams, it would be a miraculous um, effort to get to that point. Uh, given how we have been playing the past month or so, which hasn't been great. Uh, But our division is the toughest division. That's the one with the Capitals in there and and Pittsburgh in there. And even then two teams that normally would have been in the division, uh, which is uh, Boston and Buffalo. Buffalo, they're, they're like the worst team. But Boston is like one of the top four teams in division two. So like that... That's been set, but it's it's going to be like all those teams. Anybody, any one of those teams, honestly, could win the Stanley Cup this year. I mean, that's just how it is. The the the, the margin, the difference between the four teams are very very small. They're all very alike. Um, so oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now the other divisions, I can't speak on that because I really don't haven't really been focusing on that. Um, I mean, I focus a little bit on the Canadian teams because. Without going, and maybe one day I'll explain. Maybe we'll have an episode in the future uh, focusing on on rivalries and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But uh, personally, if we make it to the final four, uh, and, and if we happen to play against Toronto, mm-hmm. uh yeah, I my our fan like it would be total mayhem. The, the the NHL would love to see that. They would love to see that because there we there is a lot of business between the two teams, more, mostly with us in in Toronto because Toronto is like the Canadian media capital in, in hockey. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they always have a jaded view on, on on us and just other teams in general. But I right, said so we could say that for another it, episode. It just, yeah, and consider that you know they're all in the division. I'm just like I'm looking at the schedules and whatnot. Wow! So they play these same teams in their division for the entire season up until the playoffs. That, That's that correct. does definitely build a lot of new and interesting and engaging rivalries right there. Yeah, uh, it especially because you know considering what was transpired over the week and you know right. with the Capitals and Rangers. Oh yeah, 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 and, and I I could get much into that, but um, yeah, that Tom Wilson guy. Man, yeah. I hope I hope one day he gets what gets for him. He gets what what he deserves, man. And I and and I know that may sound like ooh, like that, like like dang, that's some kind of hateful words there. Like I, I, I'm not gonna say hateful, but there's there's a lot of um, animosity towards that dude and how he plays and and when he chooses and not to play a certain way or act like a tough guy, but. Um, yeah. But yes, it does. It, it does a lot in a lot of ways enhance a lot of rivalries that because these are teams that, for the most part, they play in the same division anyway mm-hmm. before COVID. So yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. But it's but like I said, for me, us against Toronto. That's yeah, we will love nothing more than to eliminate that team from the playoffs. That would be glorious for me. Like even if we don't win a cup this year. If we mm-hmm. just beat Toronto in yeah. the conference finals to get to the Stanley Cup and didn't get into the Stanley Cup final, oh, psh, I'll be I'll be the happiest person. You would we if that is to happen, 
I will say it right now <laughs> in advance that I would be one of the most happiest people that you will ever see in the world <laughs> at that moment <laughs> in so many ways. But <laughs> got to see what happens. Same thing with with NBA and, and even baseball as the season goes on. And we haven't talked much about that, but um, yeah. it's still early in the season for that. So go Yankees. Do y'all thing. Fuck the Astros. We beat them today. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, in, in closing, man, um, I, I want to ask because I want I want want to end this on on a different note. Um, do you watch a lot of Netflix? Any streaming? Uh, any of the streaming apps or anything like that? Yeah, I, I watch a lot of them, man. Uh, All right. Yeah, I, I normally I've recently watched um, Yasuke on Netflix and. Of course, you know, um, HBO Max, you know, in the Mortal Kombat movie, I've also checked that out. So, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm very huge on streaming. So let me do this then. Is there anything particularly on Netflix or Amazon Prime Hulu, you know, or HBO Max? Is there anything that you would suggest the listeners that to take a look at just in case they haven't? They may have seen these shows that you may mention, but just in case they haven't, is there anything that you could suggest to them? Oh, definitely. Um, Amazon prime, um, invincible, uh, based off the comic book series, uh, fantastic. Um, show, um, eight, it's an eight episode, um, series about ranging between 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, it's just, just cool. It's very cool. Um, like very violent, like it gets violent. It's like zero to a hundred. You know, off the very first episode, and it, it just continues on from there. Uh, I've really enjoyed a lot of voice actors on there. J.K. Simmons is on there. Uh, uh, Saucy Beats from Atlanta, she's on there as well. They got a lot of cast members from The Walking Dead. Um, John Hamm is in there as well. It's real. Seth Rogen also. Um, it's a real fun show. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, of course, um, on Netflix, uh, I've recently watched some um, Yasuke. Uh, which is um a small anime series. Uh, it's really not even anime. It's just an anime. Uh, more of like a black anime of sorts. It's based off um apparently it's based off a true story of a black samurai. Uh, that came through and um in the eight in like the fifteen hundreds I believe, and in the feudal era of Japan, and yet the they they take this true story though. And reimagine it into like all the an- anime tropes that you could think of, like OP superpower, you know, uh, human beings, um, robots attacking with pulse guns. And, and again, this is like some time in the 14, 1500s. And, and, you know, super huge battles and blood and guts and slicing swords and stuff like that. It's cool. You know, I, I thought it was all right. Uh, but it has a very nice soundtrack, you know, uh, produced um, from Flying Lotus. Uh, and, and Lakeith Stanfield also plays a hand in creating the show and voicing the main character. So, you know, it, it's it's a nice, breezy, you know, weekend viewing. You know, it could definitely, you know, get through the episodes easily. So that's something I will also recommend. Um, I, they got Nasus Illmatic documentary on there now. So I've also watched that. It was really good. And um, Concrete Cowboys with um, Idris Elba and the, the kid Caleb. 
uh, from um, Stranger Things. You know, the, yeah. uh, the young black kid. Yeah, he's, uh-huh. he's in there. Pretty cool movie. I enjoyed it. Little coming of age film about a, a black boy meeting his father in a Philadelphia neighborhood where they they are cowboys and you know they race race um, race horses and and ride them and you know in the city it's just very unique it's a it's a great story it's something that I actually like to learn about um knowing that there is still like you know at the time there was like like cow cowboy you know and cowboys and you know and horse riding in philadelphia like in the city <laughs> and you know that that was something that i've never really known until now and i thought that was pretty cool to know so yeah i, I give that also a hefty recommendation or um i don't necessarily have a recommendation in, in general because i've admittingly i've you know I, I slack on a lot of you know stuff on netflix and stuff like that um but what I can say is that the shows that I have watched recently that I've been binge watching, um, I've been, I've been binge, binge watching, uh, um, was it them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that show is weird and creepy. It's really weird. Yeah. Like it's, there are times where I'm just like cringe, not cringe where like it's terrible. It's just more so just like, ugh, yeah. like, like, ah. Uh, that that's hitting too too close there. I know it's a lot of it. It's it's relatable stuff and in, in, in relation race relations, but yeah. still, it's just it's just like man, like I don't know, <laughs> like I that sounds that sounds scary to me. Um, yeah. I, I I also enjoy watching trash reality shows on Netflix. I watched that Circle thing. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I remember. I was addicted to it after that, uh, watching the first season, but, um, I've in still in the process of going through the second one and it's almost like done too. Like, I think this coming week mm-hmm. is like the last, like the series or season mm-hmm. finale, whatever. Um, and then what's the other show? There was another show. Uh, well, Oh, well, I, most importantly, I started binge watching snowfall from the beginning. Um, oh. something I've been holding off for the longest until I finally was like, I, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna give this a try. And I'm, and I'm hooked. I, I see what everybody's talking about. It's an awesome show, man. It, it It is. And I'm, you know, I, I do my best not to hear anybody talk about it. So I find out the stuff myself and then mm-hmm. sooner or later I can understand all these references and stuff. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I, I need to do better on that stuff. But it's just the amount of free time to be able to do it. That's just always been the, sh- the struggle. But those yeah. are the those are the ones that I've been watching. So uh, so yeah. So anyway, man, I I, I just um, again as always, definitely enjoy doing this with you. Um, and uh, also wanted to add another thing on here. Um, since we was talking mm-hmm. about it earlier. Um, for people that um, need help with um, mental, with their mental health, um, you could always check out the National Alliance on uh, Medical Illness or Mental Illness. My fault. Um, mm-hmm. Their website, uh, nami.com, n a m i dot org. I am messing up, man. Uh, but they do have a hotline that's Monday to Friday from ten a.m. to eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Um, the number is 800-950-NAMI, which is 6264. So again, um, if there is, if you need any help or know somebody that needs any help or some type of a, a direction um, regarding, you know, their mental health, um, National Alliance of uh, Mental Health um, Illness, should I say, uh, they, they are a good resource. Um, but as always, you know, you know, find out whatever locally, you know, whatever locally is available to you. Um, and, uh, I just wish and hope everybody that, you know, the best in their journey into achieving the, the, the top, the peak of their mental health. And, um, definitely if any of this stuff has brought any joy to you or whatever the case may be. Um, positive stuff, obviously. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. We love doing this and we cannot thank you guys for listening. So, um, without further ado, Chris, man, this has been great. Can't wait for the next one we do. Um, planning to, planning to, uh, um, you know, increased in frequency. We may do one every two weeks. Um, I feel that that, that could definitely be achieved. Um, and we're going to try to, we're going to try to work on some other stuff, man. Um, we, we, we going with this podcast, uh, certain things I want to experiment with, but, um, but for now, uh, again, this has been great, man. As always, everybody be safe out there. Um, whichever you do, stay healthy, Chris, be safe down there in the ATL. Thank you, man. Likewise, see you back up north, man. Yes, man. Um, yeah. Can't can't wait to whenever get the opportunity, man. We could we could link up and maybe one time in the future we could do a not only just an audio, we could do a video podcast too. Oh yeah, um, you know to put it out there, you know when we're in the same location and whatnot. But uh, thank you, listeners. Y'all have a good couple of weeks. Until the next time, y'all take care. Peace.